Man, I ran myself into a good but bad problem. Good, I'm pushing out way more podcasts than I can uh, catch up with. And sometimes that's all right, you know. So this is one from December from when I was on my fast with my man, Justin Aguirre. It's awesome because uh, I went on his podcast about a year ago. We've really fostered a relationship as friends. And I've seen all the great things he did. So today we're going to jump into health, fitness. And you guys are going to see a little bit of how he motivated me to be better uh, but really, amazing fucking dude. And I can't wait for y'all to just listen to what he has to say. Because again, you know, he comes from a place of love and continually gets better and shows people how to be better. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. Time to walk through hell's kitchen. I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, the winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm. Thanks for tuning in. Leave a five-star rating and review. Let everybody know how good this podcast is. Second thing that you're going to need to do is you're going to need to subscribe to our newsletter. So click the show notes. Last thing, if you really want to fucking win, join the Recalibrated Man Facebook group. You can also find that in the show notes. Thank you all for tuning in. My man, Justin, thank you so much for returning the favor and being on the other side of the mic this time around and coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. So before we jump into... Uh, us talking because me and you are good friends. Give us a brief intro of who you are, what you're passionate about today, brother. Absolutely, bro. I mean, I'm I'm most passionate right now about the fact that the man I'm speaking to has not eaten in six days, bro. I'm an online health and fitness coach, and the thought of a human being in this world going six out of ten days that he's gonna do not eating is fucking remarkable, and that inspires me more than you know, brother. Amen, bro. And uh, it's it's tough, you know, and, and for me, I didn't even want to start it. Uh, originally, it was just a four day. I was supposed to do it or it's the 86 hour fast, which isn't even four days. It's the 96 is four. So I was thinking I'm going to do the 86 and then a group that were like do 86. And I told myself I'm going to get a six pack by December 31st. Uh, so first I was pushing hard, cutting, getting there. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this fast. So first it went to four. And then uh, it was funny because kind of like that Wes Watson quote when he was talking and he's like that internal voice that you have, that's God within you. Right. And that's basically what it is. It's the Holy Spirit telling you. And for me, I was just sitting there one night and I'm just like praying before I'm going to sleep. And it's like, you can do more. You can do more. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll do a seven day fast. So I'm just set on this seven day fast and I'm putting it out into the world. And my wife's like, why are you telling everybody you're going to do a seven day fast? And I'm like, oh, for accountability purposes. If I say it to you, now I have to do it because I don't want to be a liar to uh, last year or beginning of this year. Excuse me. I failed the detox. It was supposed to be a seven day detox. And that was when I first started fasting. So I did the first uh, 48 hour fast. And then after that, it's a paleo style. um, Okay. Paleo style uh, meal. So I got to day five and then I tapped out because my body was feeling terrible because I didn't uh, back then I wasn't. I wasn't looking at what I should be eating. Uh, I was listening to, oh, you should eat the salad. And then I was like, oh, I should have this plant-based fucking chicken. 
yeah, that that made me feel terrible. Uh, so I should have just stuck to fruits and veggies, and I would have been perfectly fine. And then you know, fruits and veggies, fish or something. But I didn't do that, you know. So failed that. I kind of felt like a failure. So when it came to this time around, um, and I was thinking about this, I was like, well, I've done a forty-eight, and that was miserable because I didn't drink any water for that forty-eight. So uh-huh. I was just like miserable. Yeah. Uh, and then my wife, um, she got a craniotomy in uh, September. So she had three brain surgeries and uh, it was a hell of a time. And when she was in the hospital, third surgery, I did 450 burpees outside the hospital. And then I kind of was just like, there's more for me to do. So laying in bed the other night, uh, she has to get these stomach injections now for the migraines from that surgery. And uh, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just do a 10 day fast? And then I look over to her, I'm like a 10 day fast. She looks at me. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to do a 10 day fast. She's like, you can't go one day without eating. How are you going to go 10? And I was like, I don't know, but we're going to figure this thing out. So that's kind of how it all started. Day six now, uh, still 10K steps every day, two workouts. Uh, I I haven't been lifting weights, but I've been doing burpees. So 50 to 100 a day. And then uh, the last two days, I'm going to up the steps to 20K. So I want to get closer to that six pack. So it's been uh, it's been a hell of a time, brother. Dude, I just had to come on and acknowledge that because it's just I'm in the industry, bro. I mean, fasting is it's just right up my alley. And it's something that I've been experiencing and doing uh, the past month, I should say. And as you know, getting a group of people together, about 20 of us um, that go through these fasts uh, in and out, different people come in. But I want to spread the movement because I think it's so powerful because, you know, just getting back to your initial question, being a health and fitness coach, I feel like like so many people have a a bad relationship with food. And it's the biggest reason why there's um, weight gain, a lot of overweight people. But more than that, as you know, our mental health is tied in with our physical health. And so, so many mental health disorders and problems that people have that they think are because of their mindset are really because of their body and their stomach and their relationship with food. And so I'm big on fasting. And um, I got into this industry during COVID and wanting to uh, lose weight and look better because I was like most people who were just eating, you know, because we were stuck in our homes. And I was like, I can't, I can't be like this. I need something more. And I had that inner journey, that inner consciousness. Uh, Like you were saying, the West quote, I got teamed up with him. He coached me. And then, bro, I lost like 45 pounds. And then a couple of people asked me on Instagram and I was like, just helping people for free. And then it became like, uh, you know what? I should charge. Um, So then Wes ended up helping me with coaching. And then I started my own program, started working online uh, and then it just grew and grew. And then I started traveling. So now I'm a digital nomad online health and fitness coach slash life coach that loves to talk about the things in this life of depth. <laughs> so, uh, and substance. So that's, that's pretty much what I'm, you know, what I'm doing right now. I'm currently in Argentina in Buenos Aires and I've been here for like five weeks, man. And I'm going to stay till the end of January. That is awesome, brother. And that is awesome that you're able to do that. You know, and that was one of the things uh, I've been following with you since I did that podcast interview with you on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, but I'm always seeing you traveling and then always staying in amazing shape. You know, and you talked about that relationship to food. Literally before this call, me and you were talking about my macros of what yeah. I'm normally at. 
And uh, it was funny because that was something for me that I didn't really, I understood, but I didn't take to heart. You know, it was kind of, I'm going to eat whatever. And that's where I was like, uh, now, you know, I'm so disciplined, so clean. I work out twice a day that I can have those bad meals and so forth. Uh, But for the majority of people, it's not like that. And I know for me and you, when we first started our journeys, there's no way we can do what we're doing now because we weren't there. You know, our body wasn't ready for it. We didn't have the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the education factor, you know, maybe there was some things we learned. Like I know for me, uh, I learned getting a lot of the the carbs from fruit and veggies has been big for me because before I'd be like, I don't really want to eat that. I want to eat potatoes. And it's like, you can eat potatoes, but you got to be strategic with them versus, you know, uh, eating some blueberries and cutting it low. And that was where I was like, okay, you know, did that lost the weight lost 35 pounds. And then I was like, all right, I'm starting to look a lot better. You know, I'm starting to feel a lot better. So when it comes to getting your macros dialed in, how important is it for somebody to understand their macros and then understand that they need to uh, live in alignment with their macros? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, first off, there's so many routes, you know, and there's plenty of people in this world who have an incredible healthy lifestyle, love who they are, and they don't do any work with macros, right? So, and the more I've traveled around the world, you you meet, you meet different people who are fitness people. Um, there's like so many different diets around the world. Uh, you know, there's like a Mediterranean diet, there's a paleo, there's like you were mentioning earlier, there's keto, there's people that high carb, there's people who like try a diet and it doesn't work for them. And then other people, for some reason it works. The way I see macros is no matter what, though, somebody, regardless of what they're doing with food, because we all need to eat, is aligning themselves, whether they know it or not, with some macronutrient breakdown. Because macros are in everything. Because macros are proteins, fats, carbs, and that makes up calories. And anything you eat needs to have calories so that it can continue giving you energy. Unless you're a savage like Alundas and you don't eat calories, bro. Shit, you just you just eat on the bread of life, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, you, you start walking and you're feeling it in your whole body. You're like, all right, I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling something different. <laughs> so, so for me, I uh, yeah, like everyone is 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 attaining to some macronutrient breakdown, and I've been able to travel so much and like. And just experience so many different cultures and, and foods and see like, okay, like this is how I can use my formula of what I'm doing, which is generally about 45% of my diet is in carbohydrates, 35% uh, is in protein, and about 20% is in fat. And I think a lot of people are having way too much fat in their diet. And that's why they're overweight, because in every gram of fat, there's nine calories and in every gram of protein and carb, there's only four. So most people are scared of carbs, but there's less calories in carbs than there is in fat. So it'd be better to have like three slices of bread than two tablespoons of butter, even though butter has no carbs and bread has all these carbs. Or fucking uh, a cinnamon roll, maybe not a cinnamon roll because there's a lot of shit in there, but maybe like a big croissant over like two tablespoons of peanut butter. Like a croissant would be a better option, but a lot of people don't realize the density of fat and they're more scared of carbs because you know we've been ingrained to believe like carbs or so. So like understanding these things and, and people's hang up with carbs and, and their misunderstanding of fat 
is a big, big deal within uh, macros and you know global consumption of food. I'll sh I should say more Western consumption because, yeah, I know it more. And, and most people in the West, they're like scared of carbs, bro, for sure. Like anyone that joins my program, they're like, wait, I can eat rice? Yeah. <laughs> eat I'm like, yeah, Baba, it's okay, bro. It's okay. We can have beans too. It's all right, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, I did that because people were asking me, how did you lose the weight? And then they were like, because I posted that I had tortillas right next to me. They're like, you have tortillas. I was like, yeah, you can either make them. Or you can get the low cal ones, uh, and I was like, "There's ones that are like 25 calories, so you can eat four of those. It's 100 calories, and eat it with your eggs, rice, or whatever." Um, and I was like, "That was something that was big for me because I still want to eat tacos, you know." So the wife's making chicken, and we start making tacos, and then uh, my wife bought me one of those bolillos with the jalapenos and then the cheese in it. So I was yeah. all happy. Oh, and then the little bit of um, what's it called that? Uh, that cream cheese in it so she got me one of those and then i looked at the macros and it was like around um 200 calories and i was like tripping out you know and yeah. the carbs on that were only like 30 grams so i was all happy you know eating it and yeah, i was like, yeah. this is my cheat meal and i'm eating it my wife's just like looking at me and then i was like actually this is pretty good to eat like we should start making our own so we started making our own which is less you know and that was something for me was like you can always cater or figure out what you want to eat at some capacity and then make mm -hmm. it easy for you. So that's where uh, it was funny because before we'd be eating all this Mexican food, kind of like I was saying, like the chicharrones and uh, yeah. learning you can make nachos with that. And it was like all these different things. My wife's always making chicken pozole. And I'm like, oh, I can eat this, you know? And I'm like looking at the different things and I'm like, you don't have to change your diet per se. You just have to change how much you're eating or yeah. what's in it essentially. And then catering to, hey, how do I fit this within what I need to stick to? Right. And uh, for me, you know, I noticed like I'm short and stocky. So for me, I hold a lot of muscle mass. Even right now, like I'm losing muscle mass, but I still look big. Uh, excuse yeah. me. Now, I'm, I'm looking like a skeleton a little bit, but still <laughs> holding a little bit of muscle mass, yeah. you know. So uh, high protein, low carb for me is amazing. It sucks initially because then you're like, oh, I'm trying to get on this. But then, you know, I can eat rice all the time and I can eat literally eat more rice within a day. And it was funny. It's like when I started cutting, I was eating more rice than I was before when I wasn't cutting because I started understanding that as like, oh, this is a fast digesting carb. I can eat this every so often. I can eat this every two to three hours if I really want to. Yep. And then I can still hit those numbers. Uh, yep. So that was funny for yep. me is like I would do that, eat an egg here, eat egg whites because they're lighter in calories. And then you can eat more. And then people were seeing me and they're like, how are you posting you're eating a cup and a half of egg whites with rice? And I'm like, oh, because it fits in the macros and egg whites are less calories than actual eggs so you can yeah. do both but for me i switch it up to both and people are like what the heck you know what i mean doing the same thing like you man where we're yeah. sharing our journey and then now people are asking about it and now we're coaching them on it exactly dude yeah and the the, the cool thing about uh, macros for for people listening is like you you remove a lot of the emotion that's associated with what do i eat or where do we go eat or what's healthy and uh, a lot of decisions we make around food are usually done in the moment of hunger and that's why we search for food because we're hungry but the gut is so attached to the brain and controls our emotional center of the brain that a lot of the choices we make maybe they're healthy we think they're healthy we're doing our best but then we'll have too much of it right so you can still get fat by eating too much healthy food <laughs> You can still, you know, get oh, gain weight uh, being a vegetarian or 
being on keto or whatever, because you're having too much in excess of something good, which is, which is its own teaching. But a cool part about macros is that you remove the, the guesswork, right? And so you become very much like, all right, like these are my numbers and this is all I get, kind of like a banking account or a checking account. Like this is all I can spend. And if I go over this, I'm actually far further away from my goal. But if I stay in here and I hit these numbers, I will 100% get results because it is mathematical and it does work because of your BMR and what you, what, how many calories you need in versus out to make you lose or gain weight. So for me, it's like so much better than being like, oh, I'm so hungry. What do I eat? I hope this is good. Fuck. You know, like that shit is like, so, uh, that's how I used to be, man. And then you end up spinning in circles and then you crash. And what does crash mean? Crash is like, fuck it. I'm going to Papa John's bro. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I had that happen the other day to me, uh, me and one of this other uh, fitness trainers, Jesus Mejia, we went out to, uh, go get lunch. Right. And then we both got like, uh, we got like top sirloin or something like that. Right. So we got Mm -hmm. the steak. And then on the side, they were like, oh, we're going to give you garlic fries. And he was going to eat that and uh, because he was like, oh, this fits into the macros. And then they look at me and I'm like, oh, can I get this this uh, this cauliflower on the side? And they're like, oh, that's side because it said like side dishes. So it's a cauliflower. But I didn't know it was yeah. a special thing. And the lady was tripping out because she's like, oh, we're going to charge you extra for that. I was like, oh, that's fine. Go ahead and charge me for it. I'll have that as a side. I was like, I can't break these macros. Uh, yeah. I got to stick to the game plan. Just put that on the side. Charge me extra. She looks at me like, what? Because normally, I guess people will be flipping out on them about upcharging or whatever. So she goes back. She's like, the chef said we can do it for $4 instead of $8 or, or $10. And I was like, that's perfect. You know, I really appreciate you for going back there. Uh, but honestly, it was no big deal. And then they were just kind of looking at me. And then they bring the food. They're like, no one's ever asked to substitute the fries for cauliflower. And I was just like, yeah, for me, you know, right now, high, high protein, low carb. So it's like, Within this was a teaching moment, you know, so it was yes. funny for me. It's like I'm over here teaching about what I'm doing. Yes. Uh, and it was something where it was like, you take me anywhere now. I can look at the menu, whatever. Uh, I learned my lesson at Chipotle. I fucking spent $30 on one bowl because I want to get four scoops of meat. So uh, we'll not be doing that again. But <laughs> it's little. It's, actually, that was my daughter's birthday. So right before my daughter's birthday party, I knew they were going to have pizza. And then uh, so I went to Chipotle. I got like two scoops of barbacoa two scoops of steak and then I put it in a bowl and then I got like a fajitas and then I got black beans and it was funny they're trying to give me extra beans and I was like nah I'm good and then uh, I'm literally like in the parking lot of going into the roller rink when we had my daughter's second birthday and I'm eating this food and my family's looking at me like what the hell are you doing and I was like oh they're gonna have pizza in there and I was like I don't eat it unless it's cauliflower pizza unless it's like California pizza kitchen it's something low with chicken I, I just won't eat it. So we get in there, yeah. and then one of the nieces, she's like, Theo, uh, Theo, you need to eat this. So she gives me pizza, and I'm like looking at this pizza, and I'm like, fuck it. I'll take a little bite. So I take like a tiny bite, you know, just to make her. She's all happy, like, you're eating the pizza. And then, like, they, I had some my sister throw the pizza away, and I was laughing because <laughs> old me would have just smashed like four or five, six pizzas, six slices right there, undo all the progress, but I made sure before, eat this Chipotle, get a healthy bowl, that way, you know, fit within the macros and then can still get what I want, you know, during the party, which was cool because I didn't even, I was so full. I didn't want to eat any cupcakes or anything. Yeah, that's uh, awesome, bro. That's yeah, awesome. bro. It was, it was a all this time. is from the knowledge of food. Um, 
but not just the knowledge because you can know a lot, but the discipline, the inner willpower to say like, I will not eat this or I will eat this, you know, and, and being able to have control of your, your stomach and your taste buds and your tongue because a lot of times when we eat it's like it's just a moment bro if it's a moment that if we would have changed it everything else would have changed i had this one client who would say like was it a like a moment on the lips and a lifetime on the hips (laughs) that's what he would say and it was like you, you make these these little decisions just for some some mouth pleasure then you wake up one day and you're like, look at all that, those little decisions, what they did to my waist. <laughs> I mean, that's true, bro. That's, that's how it is now. Like my waist is a lot smaller. My wife like grabbed me the other day and she's like, what the heck? Your waist is small. She's like, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, cause for me, I'm literally been bigger, you know? So definitely on this fast, like I've learned more about myself. Uh, I'm not liking how small I am right now. Not mm-hmm. like not working out, but I'm like, hey, it's been a great journey because it's taught me. And then two, even getting on the the walk, somebody was like, how did you do a five mile walk? And I'm like, put one foot in front of the other and you just keep pushing and you'll be all right. They're like, did you take water with you? I'm like, no. They're like, you did a five mile walk on a fast without water. I'm like, yeah, I drank water before. I drank electrolytes uh, after the, the walk. I'll be all right. You know, and they're like, just looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah. I did this to challenge myself to be better. And two, that's what I'm learning from this fast, you know. Uh, the good thing is, is I did about four or five 24s uh, before I did this and then like a 30 hour. So I started okay. realizing that too, where you said uh, once we get to the 18, the 20 hour, where it's a little bit euphoric, we start feeling like we need to preach, you know, and teach the things. Yeah. That's where I was at now. You know, it's like I was on this fast. I started recording a video, you know, and I was just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's on you. And if you don't have the results, it's up to you, you know, and you can't get yeah. anybody, you can't get mad at anybody else. Cause again, I was a big drinker and that was my hang up was, Oh, I wanted to drink. I wanted to eat bad. That's why I looked bad. That's why I couldn't lose weight because after yeah. metabolism takes 72 hours to go back to normal. So I was grinding, eating clean, fitting the macros, but I was drinking so much on the weekend that it was messing me up during the week. And I couldn't understand that because yeah. I didn't have that knowledge. So it was yeah. funny. It was like, when I was on this walk, it just hit me. And I'm like, man, we do have the power for everything we want in life. It just means that we have to go within and then we have to do this. Definitely abstaining from food. Uh, now I'm learning it is like you don't need food as much as you think. Um, it is it's better to have it. I will say uh, I do get irritable. I'm noticing like the little things, the bags of crumpling shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to lose my fucking shit. But uh, it's, it's yeah. you learn, you know, like you don't need it. Um, but you do get vivid dreams. I will say that like vivid dreams. And it's all about eating too. Like a lot of them are this, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like these burritos in the sky, bro. He's like flying cloud burritos. (laughs) I had, I had a dream like that where it was like a party. And then they were like, the first night was like, Oh, you want some hot Cheetos? And then I was getting chased by like my wife and her sister about hot Cheetos. And then it was like steak. And then my wife made the pozole, so it was like one of the pozole, and then she made uh, chicken tacos, and then um, those look incredible. And then because she, she makes everything homemade, the guac, the chile, so she's like eating in front of me, and I was just like dreaming about it. And I was like, bro, I cannot wait to eat, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good, dude. No, it's 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 usually gonna be 
areas in our life where we experience some sort of loss or temporary restraint or some sort of momentary suffering that produces in us the lasting effect of happiness and pleasure that we were searching for mm. and instant gratification of like, give it to me now. I want it now here instant. That's usually what does give us a good rush of pleasure. But then in the end it crashes or in the end we get addicted or in the end, like that is our source of joy. So we have to keep returning to it, but there's power in restraint and avoidance in walking away. And even though it feels painful in the moment, you end up building like these blocks, I call them, of like happiness that you stand on. Right. Amen, bro. Right. That, so, that was something uh, I said as well. You know, when I put a post out, you know, I took a before pick before I started the fast, you know, not to interrupt real quick, but just say this one yeah, point. Yeah, no, please, please, exactly please. that, bro. I was like this pain. I was like a little bit of pain and suffering for me is going to bring the best out of me to make me a better dad, husband, mm -hmm. leader. And two, you know, I'm teaching people mindset. So I got to be able to do the tough things as well that I don't want to do. And that's where mm -hmm. like two of my clients, they were like, why did you do a 10 day fast? I was like, because I didn't want to. And they were like, what? You know, normally people will avoid the things. And I was like, you know what? I've avoided fasting for a long time. And yeah. done 24s, I've done 48s, I've done a 72, I've done a six-day fast. I was in high school. Uh, not because I wanted to, but because I was cutting weight for wrestling, running 16, 18 miles a day. So I just kind of mm -hmm. thought back to it and I'm like, you know what? I could do a 10-day. And then even within it, you know, someone asked me yesterday, like, oh, you're almost at done with day six. You know, how does this make you feel? And I'm like, honestly, like, if I can go 10 days without eating, I have the rest of my life to eat. So it really doesn't matter to me about this 10 days because you're going to get through it. There's one constant you can't stop, and that is time. So it's going to get done regardless. It may be miserable within that time frame, but I'm going to grow from it, and you're going to hear me be a better leader from just doing that for those 10 days because I love to eat. And even on my cut, I'm showing me eating all this food, and people yeah. are like, how are you eating this much? And I'm like, oh, because I love to eat, number one. Two, it's hard to get it down because I do have migraines and so forth. Uh, so it's learning how to take in the food. But mm -hmm. the second part was like I needed to challenge myself to get to another mental blockade to where I was like this 10-day fast will do exactly that. Yeah, dude. Oof. Oof. No, I mean, uh, I can't wait to, to hear. Uh, I, I feel like when it comes to these journeys, kind of like a marathon, uh, People talk about this euphoric feeling or something that they hit near the end of the marathon. I did a half marathon. I remember the feeling like on the last lap where it becomes like glory, you know, and it becomes like you've already won. You're already here, but you're not done yet. But you feel like you've entered the reality of like, I'm untouchable. I've come this far. Like you lose the shame, you know. So I look forward for you, like what happens on, you know, day eight, especially nine, you know, leading up to the end. I know I really Saturday like night's going to be rough, you know, because <laughs> I'm going to be just, my mind's going to be messing with me because that's the thing yeah. too. Uh, the one thing I recommend, you know, is anytime you're doing a fast, start the night before. So last meal the night before, but I didn't yeah. do that. You know, I started at, uh, I was supposed to start at 8 a.m., but I decided I want to move it up to 6 a.m. So when I finish, mm -hmm. it's going to be at 8 a.m. to add two extra hours. And yeah. then uh, that morning I worked out, took pre-workout, threw up all my food, which was just two eggs, uh, blueberries, watermelon, threw all that up and then rice. So I threw all that up and then started the fast at 6 a.m. So it was funny because I did it intentionally harder, which makes it harder when I'm talking about the days because people were like, oh, you know, this is 
it, it looks like it's not day seven. And then I finished day seven the next morning. Uh, so it was funny for me because I'm like that last day. I did it intentionally that way. That way yeah. I can get up at two, get some more cardio in before I end the fast. And people were just like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, oh, you just push yourself more and more and more. And I was mm -hmm. like, two for me, I knew that that's what people don't do. So I was like, I'm going to do the inverse and do that harder shit for me. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. I love it, bro. I'm so I'm so pumped up for you, man. It's uh, to everyone listening, um, to everyone listening that's never fasted before. I know it. It could sound rather daunting, you know, and rather difficult um, to do. But I want to say that it's it's how we grow. The only growth that you've ever had, you and I have ever had in our life, is when we've undergone difficult things. But not only difficult things, but the overcoming of them. That's what built our character. That's what shaped us and formed us. And so for a lot of people, they, the thought of giving up 24 hours of food, it's like, what? And it's like, that's exactly why you should do it. Oh, 100%. You know, and I'd say even the 24s. I did so much of the 24s. I think I did like, yeah, I said uh, five to eight. Mm -hmm. um, five recently and then three um in june when i started losing uh back then and i think too it's about reps right like the more that you do these 24s it becomes easier your your mind shifts yeah. you understand how to push through uh, i was even talking about like i'm 48 so i like to work out both days and uh, people are kind of like what the heck you know and i'm like one of my friends is uh he does hit workouts on 72 and he's always doing these like crossfit shit for 72 hour fast and i'm like Hey, props to you, brother, but I don't like CrossFit, number one. And number two, like, that's rough, you know, to be doing this high intensity, keeping your heart rate up uh, while being on a prolonged fast like that. So it, it's it's really that power, you know, in you. And I think that's what it is. It's like people need to get crystal clear with themselves. For me, it was like I had the macros dialed in. What's next? You know, what else can I do? Uh, so that is that. I know the next thing I want to do is a 28-day fruit and veggie fast, uh, which I've been researching into. Um, it's not just going veg, uh, vegetarian, it's eating 900 to a thousand calories a day. So yep. I know that's definitely going to be taxing on me. So I'm like preparing myself mentally for that right yeah. now where I'm like, Hey, at least I can eat that. And then too, I'm like, honestly, eating fruit would not be bad. You know, just eating fruit all day and then yeah. uh, not eating anything else. That'd be perfect to me. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look more into that one, but, uh, I'm really interested on that one. I like how you always push yourself and on to the next thing, you know, trying new things, experimenting with your body, like just playing around, seeing what, what can come out of it. What, what's the new thing that can grow me or build me? I think it's a it's a good analogy for how life should be lived. You know, you're just you're molding it. Like imagine if you had like a, a character in a, in a video game and your job was to defeat people and grow and advance into levels and win the game. But imagine if you were just like, nah, I'm just going to like chill here, you know, and just like I got everything I need in this land. I'm just going to show it. it's like, all right, you can do that, but you'll eventually get bored, you know, and you'll start to die inside. So you might as well go fucking explore the world, mold this character, go through trials and tribulations and fall down rabbit holes and get up different things and win and lose. And it's like I, when I see you talking about this, I'm like, yeah, it's exactly that, bro. You're just like. You possible? Yeah, you you have to do that though. Uh, I think that's part of the human experience, bro. Is like we're so ingrained, and in, I know for me, I am. You know, I'm on a routine. Like 
Honestly, if it was really up to me, and this is why I've challenged myself, and this is why I'm like blessed to have my wife that can cook all this stuff and she's educated yeah. on nutrition, uh, is like, for instance, she went to boot camp, bro. All I ate for six months, right? First meal, uh, two eggs, uh, a cup of ground turkey, uh, half a cup of rice uh, every morning. And then it would be, uh, oh, and then um, about, yeah, about a bell pepper cut in between, <laughs> put in there. Second meal, half a cup of rice, a cup of broccoli. Uh, we do about two cups of um, of chicken. And then, boom, third meal. Uh, I'll do about 12 ounces of salmon, half a cup of rice, and then about a cup and a half of broccoli. And that was it for six months. That's all I was eating. I got shredded in that six months. And people wow. were just like, what? And I, I wasn't even tracking macros just because I knew for my body that's what it was. You know, I, uh, I would start lean in the morning, get a little heavier at lunch, and then have the fatty at nighttime. And uh, that worked for me. But it was like, two, I wasn't gaining anything. Uh, from doing that because I was just training myself to be on a routine. And then yeah. the moment I got off that, I started eating like crazy because I was like, oh, I don't want to eat this. It's, yeah. it's like dog food to me now because I ate it for six months. Uh, so it was funny for me. It's like once I got that dialed into where we can eat on the macros, we can eat and understand what we're eating or even not even track macros. Like we know what we should eat, how to switch it up. It became a whole lot easier. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I didn't like keto was for me like I just – could not get into it. You know, I didn't want to eat that. Uh, I would go into anything. Uh, I think back then I had a problem with carbs too. It's like I wanted carbs way too much. Uh, So I should have adjusted the diet to something that was better. But at that time I was like, no, I'm going to make this keto thing work versus now where I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I know how to cut carbs out, leave carbs in. Um, One of the things I'll probably try to next month is one of my buddy does the, um, the car, what is it? The alternating your carbs. So um, one day, yeah, carb cycling. There we go. So he'll do 24 hours with 24 hours without. And I was like, I really liked it. You know, like, honestly, I like just going straight carnivore. And that's something I just want to do. Um, so I'm like looking into all those different things, especially because I have all these joint issues. And I've, I've heard all people healing uh, joint issues, anti-inflammatory diseases by just going carnivore. So it's something that I'm like, man, you know, I need to uh, research more into it. But two, like we, we talked about it, you know. You travel all over the world, brother. You're seeing all these different diets. Like, it's whatever works for you. And two, you yeah. gotta you gotta try it out for yourself. Yeah. And a lot of us get stuck in that bubble. You know, a lot of us don't want to do those things. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. That's good. No, it's uh, there's not there's not one diet that's for the whole world. You know, and it's what it's what works for you. It's what's sustainable, right? you might have to go through like a three month or six week, like zero carbs. Right. And then get your result and then maintain it and then change it up again. And I think ultimately what you want to be able to do is have a diet that helps grow your mind, that challenges you, that keeps you disciplined, that you can do long-term that you would recommend for others, right. To try that, you know, uh, and that lastly gives you the body that you're content with. I mean, this is why we diet. Imagine, imagine if there was no such thing as a body, but you could still eat. And we were like appearing as a different species. There would be no reason to care what you eat. The reason we care what we eat is because it affects our image. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's lastly, it's about like loving the way you look. 
you know if you if you love your diet but you don't love the way you look it's like uh i think something's off there so you need to love your diet and then also love your image oh i love that brother because that's something uh actually out of that with my with one of my clients mm. uh, he's a coach but he's not there yet you know he hasn't uh got over that hump too early he can present himself and he's talking about self-confidence and it was mm. funny because we we got a little disagreement because I was talking about macros. Uh, and I was just saying, like, for me, as men, you know, as leaders, your physical mm -hmm. appearance is your portfolio. You walk into a room. Uh, yeah. I had a fat sales manager one time. Good dude. You know, really great guy. But he was a fat guy. So he would yeah. walk into the room and everybody would just be like, oh, it's this guy. Hey, Daniel. And like, yeah. ah, you know, they just yeah, treat this dude like, yeah, like they would just talk shit to this guy, you know, and then there would be me coming in there. Like there was another dude and we're just big dudes. So they're like, oh, yeah, and like start hyping us up, you know, oh, let's do push ups. And it was just a different mentality. So I'm telling this client and I was like, yeah, you know, I was watching a guy and uh, I heard good things about him and drinking Modelo's drinking, like eating like shit drinking sodas and i was like i have no problem with soda if it's diet but if you're drinking regular sodas man like you gotta you gotta substitute that you know so uh i just noticed like we're not aligned and two he doesn't get it so this client was like well if you're not a fitness coach it doesn't matter i was like 100 matters like what you take into your body and two how you show up for the world is what everybody's gonna pick up on you on and i'm like if you don't understand that or you don't want that result then you got to get to work so it kind of was the same thing was the client was like oh you know I was like, are, are you in the best shape of your life that you're comfortable with or even happy with how your appearance is? And then he goes, uh, no, like, but I've been working at it and it's okay though. And here goes the validation of what we're doing today, you know, validating ourselves for what is okay. So he goes to me, he goes, are you in the best shape? And I go, no, I'm getting there. And then he just looks at me and I was like, no, I'm going to add more muscle mass. I've gotten leaner. I've lost the gut. I've done all the things I said I'm going to do. And it's still, even at this point, I can be content right now and I can be like, my physique's good. But I don't like it. I want to do more because we can always up that bar and do better. And I was like, too, how am I a good leader if I'm over here content with not being the best that I can be, knowing damn well that there's more to give? And I, that was one of the things that I learned about on the fast as well is like, even when you think you have nothing, like I yesterday I felt hungry. Uh, it hit out of nowhere because really it goes away. So it hit out of nowhere. And then I was just sitting there and I was like, man, I am so damn hungry. But I have more to give. There's still more that I got to do. Us as men, that's our energy, you know, is the giving. Yeah. So I was like, I got more to give. And at this time, it's more for this walk. It's more for talking, more for preaching. If I can do those things, then I'm fulfilled. Then I don't have to worry about this eating. And it was exactly that. You know, went for the walk, started preaching a little bit. And then I realized like, oh, I'm feeling good. And then I came home, I'm doing burpees. And my wife's like, how are you doing burpees? Like you have energy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I have energy right now, but I'm just going, you know. It's, 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 it's truly a moment, bro. It's a moment. Uh, I, t I tell this to my clients um, and I structure their meal plans and, and help them understand macros and something I get them to see when they are dieting, right? Feeling hungry, trying to lose the weight. Some people are down 20 pounds. They're going for 30. You're in that in between of like, oh, 10 more pounds. I'm fine where I'm at, but yet I want more. And they're feeling the effects of hunger in the moment. And I tell them like, I'll tell this, I'll give you an example, like for, for, for the women that I coach and they, they have children, their mothers. And I say, if you're, if you're feeling like this hungry, right. And you're just like, Oh, I want to eat. I don't give a fuck about this diet. And your son like falls down the stairs, right. And he like bumps his head and makes a loud noise and he starts crying and you look at him and his like little wrist is broken. Right. 
you would immediately go into this higher state of frequency. You would become very much alert. You become very much aware. And you would realize that as a mother, you have to protect this son at all costs and do what's necessary that he would find healing. You wouldn't think to yourself, I'm hungry. I need to go eat. You wouldn't think to yourself on the way to the hospital, I need to go get a cheeseburger on the way there. You would immediately lose your hunger because you would be caught up into a higher state of priority and purpose. And that is the key, bro, with hunger that you just mentioned. If you can shift your perspective, right, to like bigger, higher things from above or serving a mission for other people that you love, you say you love, if you fix the energy there, bro, hunger, hunger leaves, bro. Hunger leaves. It's a moment. So this is this is something that I that I tell them and they're like, fuck, you're right. Like, it's just the truth, <laughs> you know. You know what? Before we wrap this up, I think that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to after this fast is uh, on this fast now, I've got to a point where like I don't get as hungry, but I know when I'm eating a lot, you're going to get that hunger. And you're like, man, I just want to eat, you know, and it's going to be frustrating yeah. and irritating. Uh, so I'm not looking forward to those moments. Yeah, man, you know, but it's been awesome, you know, just pushing myself to do more and then uh, being capable of it. So you've been an amazing guest today, brother. I know I definitely will have you on in the future for a second time. But last question here, bro. What would you say to the previous version of ourself? We don't know where to start. We just want to align ourselves with our definition of success. Say that one more time, brother. So so one more time so I can hear it. Yeah. What would you say to the previous version of ourself? We don't know where to start. We just want to align ourselves with our definition of success. Uh, I would I would say like to um, Buchner has this quote where he says most of men's problems stem from their inability to sit in a room by themselves quietly. So I would say you need to get really fucking honest with yourself and just go into that room quiet. I'm a pen and paper guy, so I would sit there um, and just be extremely honest with who you are, what's happened in your life, and what you want. That's the key, man. Like, to start, the key is to start. That's 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 what I would recommend to every human being. You know, it's a universal, you know. Hell yeah, brother. That is awesome, and I, I love that yeah. so much because when you can have that stillness, uh, that's when life changes. So yeah. Thank you again, brother. I'm honored to be on this podcast, bro. And to everyone listening, you will never have a podcast host that will go 10 days without eating. And that's why you know you're being led by a savage. Boom, brother. Where can people find you, man, if they want to keep up with you? Dude, Instagram or Facebook. But Instagram, my handle, you could put it in show notes if you want. But it's Justin Aguirre 7 so follow me there bro let me know if you want to work with me send me a dm and i'll be happy to get you set up we'll do brother we'll have everybody there thank you again my man dude 100 Calibrate your mindset Before there's no time left 